Amen. Amen. God's good. And he's got a good plan for your life. He said he's got a good plan for your life. He's taking you. He's leading you someplace that's, that's awesome. And it's better than where you are. And, you know, I, I don't know of anybody in the room tonight that if you were honest that you couldn't admit that where you are is actually better than where you were when he found you. Yet, isn't it crazy that sometimes, you know, uh, we, we get, you know, you look back and you say, thank God that's not where I'm at no more. But then if you look at where you are and you're complaining. And it don't make no sense, really, you know, uh, because we know that without him... Man, we're nothing. But because of him, there's nothing that's impossible. You, you know, I love that scripture that says with God, nothing is impossible. Right? Nothing is impossible with God. With God, nothing is impossible. Nothing. That, that word there in the Greek, that nothing is actually two words put together to make one word. No thing. No is absolutely no, not one is, is what it really means. And, and the word thing there is logos or rhema. Uh, no, I think it's, now I can't remember if it's Ramus or Logo. It doesn't matter. No word is impossible with God. That not one of his words out of this book, nothing in there is outside your reach if you just walk with him. Nothing. Not one promise. You know, sometimes you look across the room and you see somebody else is getting blessed and, you, and you're thinking, well, they're just better than I am. I don't know why we're so quick to, to get down on ourselves and, and others. Or we look across the room and we, and we say, well, they don't deserve that. Well, the reality is none of us uh, in the flesh can earn anything that God's doing. That's not the point. The point is, is that what God will do for one, he's no respecter of persons. He'll do it for somebody else. He'll do it for you. God, God, God will do it for you. Amen. You, you, you want healing? God will heal you. You want prosperity? God will prosper you. You want victory? God will give you victory. God will do for you what his word says it will do. There ain't nothing in there. So you might as well, you know what, you might as well just get happy. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be awesome? Wouldn't it be awesome if, 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 if like a whole church full of people went through a couple of weeks in a row happy? You know, if the joy of the Lord really became our strength, what what if you what if happy just came to your house? You know, if happy, if, yeah, let's get real. If happy come to some of our houses, we'd have to kick somebody else out just so happy could have some room. Maybe maybe it's time to add on and, and, and get happy living with you instead of swinging by for short visits. Let happy move in. Let's just get happy in the Lord. I knew this was going to be a tough sell. I'm just going to keep selling it. What, what, if we, what if we could just get happy in the Lord? Well, that's going to ruin a lot of my whining sessions. What, what, if we, what, if, what, if, what if the joy of the Lord just came upon you? You know, I know what you're thinking. I don't want to go to one of those weird churches, you know, one of those weird places where, where stuff happens and it's out of control. And for some of us to, to live a few hours in, in sheer bliss, it would have to be under the influence of a spirit. I think, I think what we ought to do is develop some happy habits. Huh? Because a lot of our habits are sorry, man. We, we need to develop some happy habits. Look at your neighbor and say, that's exactly what you need. I, I want to read a, read, read a portion of Scripture from the Message Bible found in James chapter 3. James 3, starting at verse 13. Uh, it says, do you, do you want to be counted wise? 
Do we have any yays? Do you want to be counted wise to build a reputation for wisdom? Here's what you do. Live well, live wisely, live humbly. It's the way you live, not the way you talk, that counts. Mean-spirited ambition isn't wisdom. Boasting that you're wise isn't wisdom. Twisting the truth to make yourself sound wise isn't wisdom. It's the furthest thing from wisdom. It's animal cunning, devilish conniving. Whenever you're trying to look better than others or to get the better of others, things fall apart and everyone ends up at the other's throats. But real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life. That's probably a little something you might want to skip over, but we can't. Real life begins, or real wisdom begins with a holy life, and it's characterized, listen to this, it's characterized by getting along with others. I don't want to get stuck here and spend the whole night here, but uh, can't we all just get along? You know, I know what you're thinking. Is there somebody fighting in the church? No, that's why I'm preaching it now. See if I can get something stirred up. No, I just, you know, ain't no real issue. I'm just reading the Bible to you. There's, it's characterized by getting along. You know, we've, we've talked this a lot. You know, if you hang around, you'll hear this quite, quite often. But, you know, everything begins with words. Right? And words turn into thoughts. And thoughts, and I know what you're thinking. I have people all the time that want to argue with me. Well, I think it starts with thoughts and then it goes to words. That's what I think. Pastor, I think it starts with thoughts and then it goes to words. So I'm thinking, you think of a word that you ain't never heard before. So everything starts with words. Because you can't think of a word that you ain't never heard. You with me? So it starts with words. And a word creates a picture, which is a thought. And that thought triggers an emotion. Isn't it crazy? That's why maybe the Bible says, be careful how you hear. Because if you hear it wrong, you're going to get the wrong picture. You get the wrong picture that's going to trigger the wrong emotion. Your emotion is going to make a choice so that, that that wrong emotion is going to trigger wrong choices. Those wrong choices will cause you to, you know, uh, perform wrong actions. Those wrong actions will become wrong habits. Those wrong habits develop the wrong character. The wrong character gets you the wrong end result. See, there's a lot of people who end up with the, that's not, well, I can't believe God's letting this happen to me. That's not God's will. You know, you're a long way from God's will. Well, how'd I get here then? It's your character. Did, did he just say, is something wrong with my character? Yes. Yeah, I think it's true in all of us. There's areas of our character that we need to get cleaned up. Why? So that we can have the right result. I mean, wouldn't you love to have the right result in your finances? If God's plan, do you understand? Just go through the book sometime and study how, how it just seems like all, you know, it's all through the thing that God just wants to bless you. He wants to prosper. He wants to increase. He wants to position you. He, you know, he, he became poor so that you might be made rich. And we have to come up with stupid belief systems like, well, that must be spiritual. Why do people come up with those arguments? Because they don't have the character to actually produce the promise that God gave. It's easier to say that that's not what he meant than it is to live the character that would create that result. 
we got to we got to get the we got to hear the word so that we can have the right thoughts so that we make the right, you know, have the right emotions, make the right choices and, you know, get all the way down here where we have godly character. How many of you know that godly character is awesome? It would be awesome for your life. Well, well, listen to what it says. Real wisdom, God's wisdom begins with a holy life and is characterized by part of the character is it just gets along with others. I think sometimes when you're struggling with others, you just need to stop and recognize that it's probably not them. I can't get along with that guy. It's probably not him. It's probably something in you. It's coming to the surface so you can deal with it. You do realize that that's what relationships do. Uh, you know, think about it for just a minute. Godly wisdom's character is, you know, one of its character traits, it gets along with others. So when you're not getting along, it's something coming to the surface in you. Think about it. In the garden, when, when, when Adam was alone, God said, this isn't good. Let's, let's do something about this. And here comes Eve. And, and uh, you know, why wasn't it good? Because there, God had created Adam in his image and in his likeness, except he wasn't acting like God. He was, everything was selfish. Everything was inward. And so he brought somebody else onto the scene. Why? So that Eve could bring to the surface the issue that was locked inside of Adam. And, and when, when, think about this, in relationships, there's people out there on Clearwater going up and down the street all day long. Where are they going? We don't care. As long as they get out our way. Right? Come on now, about lunchtime, they better move. And, and, but you get in relationship with those people and, and, you know, they were crazy before, but now you, you, you start building a relationship with them and now their craziness irritates you. Well, it's not them. It's the thing in you that's coming to the surface so that you can deal with that, so that you can overcome that, so that you can be developed and mature and strong. And part of the characteristics of, uh, of a person who's who's living in godly wisdom is they just get along with others it doesn't say others you know liking them it just says they just get along with others well they're going to take advantage of me can't take advantage if we're given it just take the advantage you want it take it well that that'll become abusive and and and, and they'll get up they'll get one up on me How, they, you can't lose when you do it God's way. So you just got to get, you just, you just, just get along. Well, they hurt me. Forgive them. I got to tell you something about happy people. I'm going to talk about happy people tonight. I got to tell you something about happy people. Happy people aren't ticked. That's deep, ain't it? A lot of us are striving for happiness. We say, well, I, I deserve to be happy. Well, why are you so mad then? Just get along. It's not that easy. You don't have people going against you. <laughs> you heard what? You know. <laughs> uh, it is kind of funny sometimes, and I'm not making a lot of your situation. It is kind of funny sometimes. You know, a young married couple come in, they can't get along. They, you know, they're struggling. There's two of them in the house. We got 700 of them in ours. Get along. Look, you never say it's time to get along. Listen, let's keep reading. It is gentle and reasonable, 
overflowing with mercy and blessings. It is gentle, reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings. We're describing ourselves here as we read this. Come on, this is where we want to go. Gentle, reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings. Not hot one day, cold the next. Not two-faced. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other. Treating each other with dignity and honor. Listen to that again. You know, you can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God. Isn't that what we want? Come on, garden family. Well, it says only. You can get this only. Only if you do the hard work of getting along. Nobody said getting along is easy, but go to work. Get along. Treat each other with dignity and with honor. Let's live happy lives. Let's be happy people. Let's develop happy habits. Amen? I want to give you five habits of the happy. Happy people habits, okay? Five. Number one, happy people work hard. Remember, we just read it. You can only do this if you do the hard work. Well, happy people work hard. Look at Proverbs 24. Starting at verse 30, one day I, I walked by the field of old lazy bones and then passed the vineyard of a lout. They were overgrown with weeds and thick with thistles and all the fences were broken down. And I took a long look and pondered what I saw. The fields preached me a sermon. I like that line. The fields, Tom Fields, <laughs> preached me a sermon. <laughs> it's in the Bible. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the Bible. You hear that, Shelby? <laughs> okay, now I lost my spot. <laughs> I get confused when I read this rest of it. The fields preached me a sermon and I listened. That's not normal. Okay, the fields preached and I listened. A nap here, a nap there, a day off here, a day off there. Sit back, take it easy. What comes next? Just this. You can look forward to dirt poor life with poverty as your permanent house guest. You know, maybe the reason there's not room at your house for happy is because poverty takes up too much space. Happy people work hard. You know, you got to remember, hard work can make up for talent. But talent will never be substituted for hard work. You know, there, there, there's a gentleman in my life, and he's been, he's been a friend for a long time. And, uh, and, and what's crazy is that really he's part of, a part of what God used to bring us to this area. And uh, uh, this guy is crazy gifted. I mean, talented in amazing ways. But he won't work on his character. And, and he, 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 he'd like to be a part of something that's doing something for, for the kingdom of God. But I don't think it's for the kingdom of God. I just think it really, he, he's, at, he's at a spot in his life where it has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. It's, it's how he'll be received by people. Because he's in such a, and he's in a horrible spot. My heart goes out to him because the reality is, is that I'd love nothing more than, than, than to, you know, kick the doors open and embrace people. But, but he won't do the hard work. 
he, he's banking on talent. But hard work. Man, I tell you, hard work can make up for talent. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you're, you're going to succeed. But if you do your best and you work hard, you can develop almost any skill that you need to succeed. I think happy people understand that there is no substitute for the fulfillment of hard work. If you think you're going to coast and be happy, you're wrong. If you don't, listen to me, high schoolers, if you don't work hard at school, you will not be happy with the result of your education. Couples, if you don't work hard on your marriage, you won't be happy with your marriage. If you don't work hard with your financial plan, you're not going to be happy with it. Happy people work hard. Number two, happy people plan ahead. Happy people have a plan. Let me ask you just, just something, just kind of a comparative thought. You know, about happy people and God. How many think God's happy? I think God's probably happy. And I think he works pretty hard. And I also know he plans ahead. Have you ever heard of Jeremiah 29, 11? I want to read it through verse 14 in the message. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. God's got a plan. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. So when you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Good Lord. I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. You know what? Uh, If God plans and we want to be godly, then probably we should be planning. You know, one of the greatest stresses in life is having to deal with issues at the last minute. Stuff comes up and you got to deal with it, but you weren't prepared. Well, how about this? In order to limit stress, why don't you plan ahead? Big or small, planning ahead will get details figured out. So you can actually relax and enjoy life. John 10.10 in the Amplified, he said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. If you're going to enjoy God life, you're probably going to have a plan. No, I'll rephrase it. I'll go ahead and be bold. If you're going to enjoy God life, it's because you're going to have a plan. You're going to plan ahead. You're too big of a target without a plan. You just run and you just shooting around and, and, and just something. I mean, just stop and think about people who are happy. I, you, I think you're going to find out that happy people have a plan. And if you need, you know what, if you need some joy in your life, plan for it. Everybody's looking at me like, what you talking about? I think you ought to plan a, a victory celebration for Wednesday night. And come celebrate your breakthroughs that you're going to experience Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. 
Plan on it. Plan on it. Try it for a couple of weeks and see what happens. I bet you five bucks you start having breakthroughs. Why? Because you're planning on it. I'll go to number three just because of the way you're looking at me. Number three, happy people. Happy people. Number three, happy people budget well. Not just money, time, energy, and money. You know, Proverbs 21, 20, there, is a, uh, there are precious treasures and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a self-confident and foolish man swallows it up and wastes it. I think happy people budget well. You know, a lot of people lose their joy when they find themselves in situations they weren't prepared for. And, and uh, you know, again, well, that sounds like the plan. Well, yeah, but it's also budgeting. When you budget your time, your effort, your energy, your resource, you'll be ready for unexpected challenges. But if you think unexpected challenges aren't ever going to occur in your life, you're on crack. You should cut crack out to budget. I got to tell you, budgeting doesn't come naturally for most of us. It's not, it's, not, it's not my greatest joy in life. Because it means that you must develop a willingness to often delay gratification. I think what a lot of us are doing is we're doing anything it takes to medicate our pain. And instead of going to our Father, we're doing all kinds of other stuff. And what we need to do is knock that off, develop some character, not try to have everything we want right now, and budget for it. You know, situations that could rob you of happiness can be avoided if you just develop the habit of budgeting. Number four, happy people. Talking about happy people. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I'm a happy guy. Look back and say, I'm a happy gal. I knew you guys wouldn't say it. Okay. Happy people are lifelong learners. Proverbs 3, 13 and 14. Happy, blessed, fortunate, and enviable is the man who finds skillful and godly wisdom and the man who gets understanding, drawing it forth from God's word and life experiences. For the gaining of it is better than the gaining of silver and the profit of it is better than fine gold. He's got an attitude about information and revelation that that causes that to be the most treasured possession he owns. You know, I I guess what it comes down to is that happy people are kind of comfortable with the reality that they don't know everything already. Jeremiah 33, 3, God's word says, Call me and I'll answer thee and show you great and mighty things, things which thou knowest not. One translation says, Call me and I'll tell you stuff that's fenced in, hidden, secret things, things you couldn't possibly know. You know, how many of you really understand that God probably knows some stuff you don't? Right? We can all agree. God knows some things we don't. So here's the question. So why don't you call on Him? Because you assume... You got it. I got it. I got it. I I know what to do. No. You don't. So what you need to do is have a revelation, number one, that you don't know everything. Even in situations that, 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 that we get involved in, that we have no business being a part of, but we get involved in it because we assume we know 
what that other guy was even thinking. Some of the people that are robbing uh, you of your happiness and they don't even know they got it. Well, you would think if they stole your joy that they would just have a big bag of it. They don't know they got your joy. They didn't know they took it. Well, did you see the look he gave me? No, you left the house with that look. That's just your look. Hello, somebody. You, you know, uh, you got to be a lifelong learner. Almost everybody who seems to know it all is upset most of the time. Looking for an argument. So knowing everything must not be the habit of the happy. You know, there's mountains of information to be gleaned and gained from in books and classrooms and other people. I don't think the truth should intimidate or challenge the ego of any of us. It's kind of it's kind of liberating when you come to the revelation that nobody actually thinks you know everything either. So you might as well just agree with them. Could be the first point of agreement that you've had with some individuals in a long time. Just agree. Oh, you're right. I don't know everything. I think you ought to make a decision and relax and enjoy the process of growing and just learn every day. Just learn every day. Number five. Number five. Happy people never quit. Proverbs 8:32. Listen to me. Oh, you sons, for blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are those who keep my ways. Who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not refuse or neglect it. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who listens to me and watches daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me wisdom finds life and draws forth and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who misses me sins against me. Wrongs and injures himself. Don't stop. Don't stop going after God life. Don't quit. Don't quit. A lot of people quit. The minute there's trouble, they're done. It's just over. But don't be like it. I'm telling you, happy people aren't quitters. People who have developed a truly happy lifestyle understand tough situations never last. But tough people. Always do. You just, you just got to hang in there. You got to be tough. Circumstances never define happy people. So if you're going to be happy, you have to stop allowing your circumstances to define you. You got to realize that, hey, there's stuff going on. There's stuff I don't like and there's stuff that's uncomfortable and there's stuff that we need to change. Right. But we're not going to just cave in and give up and quit. Not if really what we're looking for is happy. I want to be happy, so I'm going to quit this. You're not going to be happy. Because you haven't faced the thing that robbed your joy in the first place. You haven't conquered the enemy that's ripping from your grip the joy of the Lord. You can't quit in the middle of the fight and expect to get the reward of the winner. Come on, that's way better than you're acting. you got to realize that, hey, I, I, can't, I can't stop. If I stop, that, the only way I can lose is if I quit. So as long as I just stay in this thing, I actually have a chance. At least I'm developing that one habit 
one chunk of the character of a happy person. Because happy people don't quit. If you can develop the habit of perseverance, you'll be wiser. You'll be more mature after every obstacle you conquer. So go at it. So I just want to ask you, you know, I give you five easy things, right? Happy people work hard. Happy people plan ahead. Happy people budget. Happy people, lifelong learners. Happy people never quit. Now, out of those five, one of them is probably an area that you aren't quite as strong in as the others. So what could you do this week in just one of those areas that would just that would empower you to just take one step? Happy people work hard. Why don't you just take one step this week and work harder than you have last week? Just just one step. Instead of expecting everybody to do everything for you, turn that around. How about you just live to be the blessing? It's quiet in this Presbyterian church. Maybe you've never planned. Well, how about you just plan this week? Just just start plan. Just take one step. You know, maybe you've never had a budget. Get on it. You need help. We got a little form. You can fill it out. You can get it. You know, and we'll give it to you. And just just build a budget for your finest. Maybe maybe. You've been living like you know it all. How about you just stop right there and say, you know what? I realize I don't know everything. I'm going to hook up with somebody who can teach me something. Maybe you're thinking about quitting some area of your life. How about you just say, no, I won't quit. And you just take one step, one step this week. You know what's going to happen? You're going to get stronger. You're going to grow. I said you're going to grow. You're going to be better at the end than you were even now. I mean, and you're good now. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you're pretty good right now. Wow. But you could be better. So, why, why don't we stretch a little bit? Why don't we commit ourselves just to be happy? I just want to be happy. I, I just want to be happy. I think maybe we, we might have tricked ourselves because we thought if we could just be happy, life would be easy. But then you find out happy people work hard. Well, that doesn't make me happy. (laughs) Wasn't planning on that. Hadn't budgeted that into my lifestyle. How about we just do whatever it takes? And let's just, let's give ourselves to being those guys that the Bible says happy, blessed, fortunate, and to be envied. Isn't that who you want to be? Just happy people that, that know how to get along. Amen? Close your book, bow your head. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you because all our joy comes from you. Lord, we, we, we thank you tonight because you've called us out of darkness and translated us into the marvelous light of your dear son. You've called us so that we could know real joy. That we could experience the life that you've created for us. 